The Toho gang follow Asao in his quest to get laid. Will buying a car, robbing a bank, becoming an actor, joining the Yakuza, or getting mixed up in mad science help him accomplish his goal? Asao has to find out for himself in episode 58. Getting any? Hello, everybody, and welcome to Toho Yaro, a Japanese film club podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Alex, and with me, as always, are Joey. Hello. And V. Hi, everybody. And uh, this time, we're going to be talking about uh, Beat Takeshi's Getting Any. Oi, title got you, huh? Uh, AKA Mina Yatiruka, which uh, <laughs> roughly translates to everyone is doing it and it <laughs> being sex. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, Bita uh we've covered a couple of his movies on the podcast already, uh, Sonatine and Kikujiro. Uh, but as, as we've covered in the past, uh, uh, B. Takeshi, a.k.a. Takeshi Kitano, is uh, um, a comedian, a manzai comedian, um, uh, over over everything else. Um, I guess even over his uh, stint as a Yakuza director. Mm-hmm. Um, so I um, wanted to select a movie of his that uh, kind of gets in touch with his comedic roots. Uh, have any of you, uh, have either of you uh, had seen this uh, before? Um, v, I want to start with you because I think you have. I had seen a couple scenes in the background of a party where somebody had put it on. Uh, I had not watched very closely. The only thing that I really remembered was the uh, airplane scene. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yep. That's that's that sure is a scene. Uh, how about you, Joey? No, I think I'd seen the title, but I didn't really know anything about it. I Yeah, this is my first time really seeing um, a straight comedy uh by beat takeshi besides uh seeing takeshi's castle uh on an airplane to japan when i was in high school <laughs> <laughs> that's right takeshi's castle also uh, known in the states as um uh, most extreme elimination challenge uh, mm-hmm. we've of course talked about that before on the show um but uh yeah t- uh, so beat takeshi uh if you want to learn more about beat takeshi um please check out uh the um, Sonatine episode. I believe we we cover his uh, history pretty extensively there. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this movie in particular um, was written and directed by by Kitano, and it is sort of a. If I had to describe it, it's sort of like a Kentucky Fried movie. Um, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> or uh, yeah, more more than anything really, or um or Hot Shots, one of those types of uh, you mm. know, a joke a minute. The, um, the Zucker Abrams Zucker movies. That's right. Yeah, sort of uh, in the same realm as Airplane. So, uh, in addition to directing and writing this movie, uh, Beat Takeshi is also in the movie as a uh, as a scientist. Um, Going to start right off with the cast, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he doesn't show up until um, a little later on in the movie, but we can talk about that. Uh, the main character Asao is played by a uh, fellow named Duncan. Uh, he's an actor-director who made his debut in Kitano's Yakuza film, Boiling Point. And he's appeared in uh, a couple other things um, uh, since then, including uh, the live-action Tokyo Ghoul film and uh, Fukushima 50, which um, which premiered at the uh, uh, New York Japan Society's uh, Japan Cuts Festival this year. Um, I did oh. not uh, get to watch that, but he is in that. Mm. Yep. Um, let's see. The leader of the Earth Defense Force is played by uh, Akiji Kobayashi, and uh, uh-huh. this guy is kind of a who's who of um, of uh, tokusatsu and kaiju uh, films. Uh, he's best known as Captain Mura in the OG Ultraman, but has been in countless Ultraman and Kamen Rider since then. Um, yeah, he's a big reoccurring character throughout a lot of the Showma, uh, Showa era Kamen Rider. Uh, Tachibana, the owner of the racing club, so... He's, he's kind of the pops racer of a common writer. <laughs> yeah, he seemed to have been a very deliberate casting in this case. Yes, totally. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, uh, Tokie Hidari is also in the movie. Uh, her uh, she she was credited as mother. I believe she is uh, Asawa's mother who shows up uh, at the end of the movie, and she has oh, a yeah. whole lot of credits uh, to her name. Um, the diary of uh, Yumechio. She was uh, looks like she was in an episode of. Um, uh, gosh, uh, it's 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 actually we're co- we're covering the live action um, of this uh, on an upcoming episode. Uh, Sukeban, uh, if you can help me out here, Joey. Oh, Sukeban Deka. Yeah, Sukeban Deka. Yes, uh, she's an episode of that. Um, more recently, of course, uh, she she's in uh, a miniseries, a uh, series of miniseries, uh, Saki ni uh, Uma Umare Takade uh, uh, Noboku. Jesus. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> uh, a lot of word salad here. Uh, Miss Sherlock, Survival Family, uh, the Island Teacher miniseries. Uh, yeah, she's uh, sort of a she's sort of a veteran, uh, dating back to all the way from uh, her debut at, in Ballad of the Cart in 1959. Mm. Um, uh, of course, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, Susumu Terajima as yeah. the uh, <laughs> as the recurring injured yakuza or dying yakuza, really. Um, uh, and uh, Ren Otsugi, uh, Otsugi is also in this as well, um, who we remember from Son 19A. So uh, Terajima, of course, um, him and, and uh, Otsugi are staples of Kitano's films, but uh, Terajima has been in either as many or more Toho Yara movies than, uh, than our beloved um, Takashi Shimura. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in so many, so many of the movies that we cover. Um, uh, also in the film is uh, Hideo Higashi. Oh my God, this is, sorry, my apologies. Um, Hideo Higashi Kokubaru, um, who in addition to being uh, uh, Kitano's co-host in Takeshi's Castle, uh, mm-hmm. is also a member of the uh, Japanese House of Representatives. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> yes, and for a time was the governor of Miyazaki Prefecture. Hmm. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, in, in addition, of course, uh, to Takeshi's Castle, he was in Ultraman Saga most recently, hmm. um, and uh, a few other things as well. Um, let me see here. Mas- uh, Masumi Okada is also in the film. Uh, he plays, um, he plays, God, he plays, he, this is a, uh, it's like a, this is a cameo. cameo. Yeah. It's a, it's a cameo. Um, there's a, a, yeah, he plays Stalin in the movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> very weird cameo, but, uh, I look, I'm sure this movie is full of cameos that either are not yeah. just credited in what I, you know, tried looking up or just go way over my head. Um, but, uh, but yeah, this uh, this this gentleman uh, Okada-san has a, uh, a humongous filmography, um, just uh, just absolutely ridiculous. Um, stayed dating back from 1955 up until his uh, his death, uh, which was in 2006. Um, relevancy in terms of stuff that we have covered or are going to cover, um, I don't think we'll ever cover Izo, which is a uh, would be a um a Takashi Miike film, um, <laughs> but he is in that. Uh, or I don't want to cover Izo at the very least. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's it's kind of rough. Um. Uh. Yeah. It just. Uh. Yeah. He's just has a very long storied career. Uh. Very respected actor. And uh, that's all I could sort of come up with. Um. And I might as well just jump into the synopsis, uh, which is um, kind of an unconventional synopsis for what we do generally on on, on this show, uh, considering this movie is basically uh, a series of sketches. Um, yeah. So yeah. So so to put it uh, to put it very succinctly and uh, without too much. Um, Detail: We follow a young man named Asao, whose goal in life is to buy a car so he can have sex in it. Uh, <laughs> what follows is a series of misadventures and daydreams, resulting in Asao completely failing to complete his goal. Um, 
Now, this film is separated into vignettes, which are each part of a larger cockamamie scheme, which by the laws of Asawa's logic should result him uh, result in him getting laid, even though it doesn't. Um, so uh, first he procures a series of cars, all of which absolutely do not work. Um, <laughs> then he... <laughs> Dane dreams that if he rides a jumbo jet, that they will offer sex service in first class for him. So then he decides to hatch a series of various um, plans to get enough money to ride a jumbo jet. Uh, said plans include uh, bank robbery attempts, uh, getting a job as an actor, which is a bonus because um, ladies also want to fuck actors like George Saotome, and, uh, and treasure hunting. Eventually, he decides to rent a private plane, thinking they will have sex service. Uh, due to a series of mishaps along the way, Asao then finds himself as a Yakuza hitman for a good chunk of the movie. Um, so after a long stint as a Yakuza, Asao sort of regains his senses and continues to pursue his horny dream, or pursue his horny dream, rather. Um, yeah, he continues to pursue his horny dream. He vid- uh, visits some scientists, of which uh, of which is um, Takeshi Kitano, and uh, to try and become an invisible man so he can peep. Uh, this actually works, um, but the effect <laughs> is only temporary. Uh, when the scientists decide to try again, a fly gets into the machine, transforming Asao into a giant flyman. The rest of the film is part kaiju, part Looney Tunes, as the Earth Defense Force lures Flyman with a giant turd, and a fly swatter kills him. He then utters his final words, car sex. Um, <laughs> this is a very general synopsis, and we will get into the nitty-gritty right now. Um, but before we do, uh, what did you all think of the film? Uh, v, let's start with you. Uh, I loved this. It is uh, like my preferred level of like very juvenile sex humor combined with the the kind of like dry attitude and response that a lot of mm-hmm. Katano's humor has. So mm-hmm. you have all these like over the top things, but like the Zucker movies, people just completely playing it straight the entire time. Like nothing is, is out of place. And I just love that kind of humor. I love that juxtaposition. Uh, I like almost cried laughing a bunch of times throughout this. <laughs> uh, how about you, Joey? Yeah, I absolutely loved it too. Um, yeah, I thought it's, that that mixture of uh, a super dry tone with that uh, Looney Tunes silliness was uh, really just kind of perfect for me um, to the point where it, like it kind of creeps up on you a little bit. I, I remember the like, you know, there are some stuff with like him getting the, the you know, busted up car and stuff. But, like, I, th- I think the first time it really hit me was when the dump truck like ran over his car and squished it and. He kind of popped his head out. I was like, this is like a, you know, (laughs) a Bugs Bunny gag or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And, um, you know, I I came into this kind of a little hesitant because I know I think of Kitano as a kind of harsh guy. And I was a little afraid that a movie that was like purely his comedy would be like really mean spirited, Mm -hmm. you know, Um and so I was kind of like, okay, let, let's see what this is like. Um, but it ended up being really light and goofy, uh, which was very, very fun. And um, and um, and then and on top of that, like some of the stuff just feels completely targeted to me specifically. <laughs> I mean, I know it <laughs> yes. wasn't, but I have a lot of the same interests as Kitano, I think, uh, at that time or something, because um, there's all the kaiju stuff, obviously. And I, yes. I loved um seeing um um Kobayashi the the actor that we mentioned that's in uh Ultraman and and Kamen Rider uh that was very fun um and a lot of the music is also mm-hmm. uh super up my alley there's a lot of this like Showa era music there's like a Ken Takakura song at one point and the theme song is a Chieko Baisho song um the song that she's saying that that the um, Sailor Moon theme is based off of. So um, I was just like, at when that when those credits hit, I was like, really for real, you're gonna play a Chieko Baisho song now? Like it's just like as if it wasn't already uh, super perfect for me. You know that that was the f- final nail <laughs> in my coffin. Yeah. Uh, so I also loved it. I thought it was very funny. Um, uh, it. 
it uh it's it was that it was that horny humor that wasn't like it wasn't ultra offensive um and it was like watching looney tunes and uh there i would like like the and joey like that's i there was bits where i was laughing out loud and uh definitely a few things that i was basically like like pointing at the tv <laughs> or my computer screen rather <laughs> um i should mention that uh, that I watched this film um, on uh, Third Window Films website, or rather their uh, Vimeo page. And uh, if you have, uh, if you are in Britain listening to this, uh, you can rent it. Or if you are like me and have uh, access to a VPN, uh, you can also rent it uh, if you set your VPN to UK. Um, uh, otherwise, uh, I think you can find a DVD of it for $150 on Amazon, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but I definitely recommend, uh, doing it the way that I did. It was, it was really easy to do. And, um, um, now that I know that I can do that, uh, prepare to see a little more, uh, than just <laughs> one third window film. Yeah. There's so many good podcast. third window releases. So I yeah. think that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I kind of want to go back in time to when we were giving a little more of um, a synopsis, mm-hmm. uh, and I kind of want to break down all of the uh, all of the uh, story arcs, so to speak, that sure. are in this. Because, um, like I said, it's a dense movie. Um, <laughs> I took a crap ton of notes too, so let's put them to good use. Um, the movie opens with like a uh, a fake title which is already sets the stage for what we're about to say. It's like uh, Miami poli- Miami detectives PD or something like that. And mm-hmm. and I think Katana says, Oh no, no, that's the wrong, that's the wrong title. Uh, switch it, switch it. Uh, <laughs> but it just keeps going anyway. We, um, and it's a, uh, Asawa's car sex dream. The guy, this guy in a, a hot convertible, um, sees a lady on the road and he picks her up. And then he very politely asks if uh, they want to have car sex. Uh, which of course this springboards the rest of the movie. Asa wakes up from his car sex dream and says, <laughs> "I like I car need sex as like a proper noun, like, right? <laughs> like as a term." Yeah, yes. so funny. And, and of course they say a car sex. So it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, so th- this is what I like to call the um, the uh, um, the uh, buying a car arc, where uh, he uh, buy th- he buys a car. Uh, by several cars and um within or the buying a car saga and when that within that there are several <laughs> different arcs uh this is what i call the powder blue car arc where he goes to the uh <laughs> god so he goes to uh he goes to a car dealership and this dealer boy the car dealer the car dealership guy is like what a hoot yeah he's got this, this dry is- like yeah, it's a perfect example of the sort of dry humor that like almost doesn't seem funny at first until you see what's happening and yeah it's so good yeah what did i write here um i I, well i love that he uh he hit the kid like the him hitting the kid is just such a great fun callback joke um yeah i didn't get it the first time i they cut me either it's so weird the way that they cut to the like lollipop stuck in where the like hood ornament should be but it's so tightly like zoomed in that i couldn't i was like I couldn't tell where the lollipop was and then it suddenly cut back to them and he walks over and hits this kid on the head and I was just like why did he do that I don't I don't get it but uh then I think after some repetition I realized that the kid was sticking his mm-hmm. candy on the in the in the hood ornaments yeah I, I, I love, didn't know. um oh no you go I do love whenever they call back to this throughout the movie it's always a different sound effect when he hits him yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy. I, I I wonder if it that's some sort of Manzai thing that's lost in translation a little bit, because uh, I know there is a lot of you know hitting in, in Manzai. Mm-hmm. But the thing that made me laugh really hard is when uh, he sticks the Mercedes symbol on the on the on the sucker that's sticking out of the car. <laughs> it's just like a folded over piece of paper he drew the logo on. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know why that 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 like that got me. That really got me. Um, uh, and of course, uh, Asao, Asao's, um, attempts at, uh, picking up women in his various different cars, the powder blue car, the blue convertible and the yellow car. Um, 
just it's just a series of uh of roadrunner cartoons right like mm-hmm. uh the powder blue car all like <laughs> he he tries to do what uh the guy did in his dream and everybody starts calling him a pervert knowing exactly what what is uh <laughs> what he's supposed to do and and then uh him eventually giving everybody a lift the clown car the image of the clown car was just very good mm-hmm. um i wrote down um i wrote down uh the song that was playing um, after it gets run over, uh, I wrote down the lyrics, Natsu, 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 Koku Nuts, or Coconuts. <laughs> like, I'm like, I want to know what song this is. It's not- um, jumping back for a little bit, uh, yeah. during the, the title sequence, when it does the mm-hmm. freeze frame for the logo, uh, I don't know if everybody is as terminally online as I am, but he is totally making the like Gutex pog face. Uh, as popularized oh, this, on Twitch. Uh, this is the poggers. Uh, yeah. This is why people say poggers. I, yes. I very recently learned about this. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it once he goes to the dealership, it sets the kind of tone for the humor really, really quickly where he's like, uh, I, I want a car. And the guy's like, uh, what, what kind of car? What do you want it for? And he's like, car sex. And the guy is like, huh. Okay. And then he goes and bonks the kid and he's like, okay. And when they start testing out cars, they have like a woman there that he's grinding on. And I was like, oh, okay, we're just rolling with this. Um, And probably the best, my favorite beat from that is when he's like, it's a little cramped. And the guy goes, try adjusting it. And instead of like moving the seat back, he moves the woman's arms up. (laughs) Yeah. That's super good. Um, actually, that that's how we'll that's how we'll do this. Since there's so much uh, to recap, maybe we'll do like a our favorite bits from each uh, little story arc. That sounds good. I I don't think we ha- like need to necessarily break down every single joke and we stuff. Don't. But but if we can no. like highlight what we liked about each segment, I think that would work pretty well. Yeah, great, perfect. I I I, I, can't, I was like, how am I going to do this? There's this is kind <laughs> of unlike any other movie that we've done. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Joey, do you have a, a favorite bit in during this uh, car, uh, a bit or bits during this car? Um, I love him driving car. after the like car. One of his cars is like falling apart, but he's got it like kind of <laughs> tied together with the uh, with bungee cords. And he's like r- rolling up on this like sexy lady walking up on on the sidewalk. And he's trying to like pick her up in this like super destroyed car uh i thought that was very funny yeah i um i do like how that car just keeps uh it keeps looking worse and um the the sound foley of him driving out of the lot like it's literally (laughs) just like cans clinking together and then uh and then he's asked if uh if he's coming from a wedding which i thought was kind of (laughs) funny Um, I, I love that car so much. I don't know what they did to like the wheels and the axle to make the wheels wobble like that, but it's still yeah. a f- functioning vehicle. Um, <laughs> yeah. and I, we'll get to it later, but I love when it shows up again later. That was, that yeah. was a good surprise. Yeah. Really good. Um, really good. Yeah. Super good. Uh, so, uh, after, after this, of course, this is when he imagines horny first class, um, and then he's like, I need money. How am I going to get money? Oh, I'll rob a bank. Um, and, uh, I guess we can talk about this. Uh, it's a series of, um, this is basically a series of him robbing try, or trying to rob a bank, uh, yeah. scenes. Um, did y'all have any favorite bits from, uh, from this My fa- little story arc? Yeah. I just love the part where he goes into a bank and it's entirely staffed by police officers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that 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 bit is so good because it follows it follows a series of other, you know, uh, failed mishaps. And yeah, (laughs) yeah, the timing of that is super good. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. (laughs) Um, I love the the fantasy of him working at a factory to forge a gun. Like he's this this long winded sequence of him being like, yes, I will infiltrate and befriend this family and then secretly at night. Yeah, I meant to look this up, but um, there's the uh, Iranian workers who are there as well. Uh, mm. And there's this, uh, Japan and Iran should cooperate economically. And I, I don't know if that was some sort of a dig at 
politics or something. I figured yeah. it was kind of racist stuff against foreign workers in Japan at the time because they say some right. like weird things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, is this God, also where uh, Susumu Terajima first shows up? Yeah. Is that how he yeah. gets the gun? Yeah, eventually yeah, that's, that's how right. he gets the gun and the car. He's like, here, take this car and take this gun. Um, and then I think, uh, so I don't know, Joey, if you noticed this, um, I'm, of course you did, I think, but, um, uh, uh, I think towards the end of this particular, uh, series of scenes when he's sneaking into the, uh, the bank at night, they play the, uh, Gegege no Kitaro theme, kind of like, no. uh, the Pink Panther. I did not hear that. That's and I, wonder I didn't notice that either. I yeah. thought it was just a sort of knockoff version of the Pink Panther or of like Mission Impossible or something. There's a few kind of like knockoff. This is jumping ahead, but there's that knockoff Ghostbusters thing. Yeah. <laughs> very clearly. It's yeah, such a knockoff. It's such a like cheesy knockoff that I couldn't tell at first. I like I <laughs> realized they look like Ghostbusters before I recognized it was supposed to be Ghostbusters music. <laughs> But um, yeah, no, if that was the case, I totally missed that. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of great music in this. Yeah. I also wondered if it's because he sort of resembled Nezumi Yotoko uh, mm, yeah. when, when he was uh, in his um, heist gear. Uh, yeah. yeah, I um, I put a star uh, next to um, the bank delivery shoot up and then the car and then people who are having car sex uh, getting up and running away. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. When. Uh, yeah. 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 When he's trying to hold up the, the armored car or whatever, and like, then they start shooting him up, and they shoot the other car, and yeah, the people having car sex escape. I, I think my favorite funny. of the bank scenes is when he tells them t- it's too bright in here to shut the blinds, and like we're getting a shot, reverse shot, where we see across the the bank, to the blinds to the outside, and then it shows them like he's looking towards and then behind they just shut the shutter for the bank and then it pans <laughs> yeah. over and suddenly we're in like a train station <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was oh, God, so yeah. weird that was such a good gag yeah it's just the like complete non sequitur of it yeah i also laughed a whole lot when um when he uh is about to go to kawaguchi uh you know, to the gun factory, but then he trips and falls into a bucket and farts. Like uh, that—that's that, the trifecta for me: falling, yeah. falling into a bucket, uh, tripping, and farting. It's yeah. Um. So uh, so so um, the next uh bit of scenes is him as an actor. Um, and uh, I I I think that we have a lot to talk about uh during this this series of segments, um. Uh, I don't know which would uh, Joey would do you want to uh, go through? Um, uh, I'm not. I'm not. Um, honestly, I'm kind of blinking. Okay. On this, so the so, so uh, stuff. Yeah. Or did before yeah, so, that too. So he he has a uh, like he's thinking about George Saotome and how he fucks uh, huh. <laughs> as as a as an actor, and then he goes to auditions. Uh, there's a guy doing King Lear. Um, there's a lone wolf and cub. Oh yeah, uh, ventriloquist <laughs> act, and then he uh, does this weird uh, play with your hair thing where he draws. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, Asao draws um, little drawings underneath his arm hair, uh, which I thought was super funny, and I I didn't think to look up what that was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I assume that was maybe like some juvenile, like tween song when kids are first getting their armpit hair or something mm-hmm. um but as soon as the song ends with him being like uh it can be pubic hair and he's got a crude drawing of a woman on his armpit <laughs> they're like okay you're hired yeah uh and then of course he is in a jiragaki film which happens to be a zatoichi movie um we're introduced oh, yeah. to a, a very sleepy man named mr kasu who is clearly supposed to be Mr. Katsu, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Shintaro Katsu. Um, and, uh, and then, um, Asao is basically Zatoichi for the rest of, uh, for the rest of the series of segments. And, um, 
my part is my, interesting because we as we have previously covered uh kitano went on to make a zatoichi movie so yeah uh it's definitely like you know something that he's been into for a long time i do wonder if this was like like this movie is sort of him being like, Hey, if I do a comedy, I can kind of do whatever genre I want. So I'll just do everything yeah. I ever want to do. Yeah. Um, but you also so, kind of love uh, whenever directors get are, are doing comedy and get to like do scenes where they're making a movie in the movie, <laughs> because that tends to be pretty fertile ground for them to like play around with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blazing Saddles is a really good example of this. Mm hmm. Um, like basically the final act of Blazing Saddles is literally <laughs> we zoom out and there's uh, Warner Brothers Studios um, and the huge chase is through that. But this is, uh, yeah, I, I uh, this entire Zatoichi sequence is is up my alley because I love poop humor. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. On point, you know, he's he's doing he's doing really well uh, with the sword. And then the director's like, wait, you have to close your eyes. This guy's a blind masseuse. And uh, he closes his eyes, and of course, instead of his sword, he picks up the manure scoop, and <laughs> and then, well, that's one way to subdue uh, subdue a gang a gang of bandits. Um, that my, scene my per- just keeps going. That's yeah. the thing that I love about that scene is when it switches from like plausible deniability of him accidentally swinging it around to just kind of like, and now we're in a scene where a guy is like just slinging poop around and that's what the joke is right yeah as soon as he runs back to the bucket to dip it again i was just (laughs) like that's when i started like i couldn't breathe i was laughing so hard and then he eventually just picks it up and starts flinging it around it is so (laughs) wild my personal favorite joke from this whole thing is um when uh when asa jumps in the boat and um and Mr. Kasu flies out uh, oh, yeah. and lands in the water. He's still in character, flailing his his sword cane uh, in the water, like trying to, trying to get a hold of any sort of thing. Like uh, that that killed me because it just kept going and going and going, and until he drowns. And uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, that entire Zatoichi parody I thought was very very fun and very apt for for the stuff that that we'd like to cover on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, following that is a very brief treasure hunt scene um, where uh, he wants to get money and uh, by, by, by um, finding buried treasure, I guess. And uh, he has a brief encounter with an old man and he brings a toy canary with him as opposed to a real mm-hmm. canary. The, the point, of course, being that canaries can... Uh, well, they can quote unquote detect gas in a uh, a cave by dying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, that that was sort of like a one joke thing. I don't know why I separated that yeah. into an arc. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Okay, here we go. The Cessna arc. Uh, Cessna, I guess, is a private plane. Um, yeah. So uh, he thinks that he's going to get sex service on a private plane, and then he doesn't. Uh, what did you all think about this scene? Uh, yeah, I just I, I love that moment where I mean, I know it's just kind of the the biggest punchline, but I just love when the police like or not police, the pilot uh, like just pops right back in after he's panicked and killed that guy. <laughs> yeah. And the guy he kills is is uh, Shishido Joe. Um, and I think we should probably explain for our listeners, uh, who Shishido Joe is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shishido Joe or Joe Shishido, um, is a big, he's a big Yakuza actor and noir, uh, gangster film actor. Um, he was a big Nikatsu, um, star. He was one of Nikatsu had a line of actors that, um, that were kind of like handsome, uh, action guys that they were uh, uh, putting, you know, in the f- forefront of their films that they called the diamond guys. And he was one of their diamond guys. Um, and um, yeah, and he's very, he's, he's most famous for, uh, <laughs> for uh, putting big cheek implants uh, in and giving him a very odd, kind of chipmunk like uh, f- facial structure. Um, but it did the trick and he'd stopped getting kind of generic roles and, and started getting cast in like 
Seijin Suzuki movies and, and other gangster movies, um, often as a villain, um, he has a sort of kind of like mean charisma, <laughs> charismatic energy. Um, yeah, I love Joshi Shido a lot and I, it sucks that we haven't covered any of his movies yet, but hopefully we will soon. Yeah. Um, um I want to talk a little bit about the like showtime thing that the pilot does uh, <laughs> because it's it's kind of problematic uh, mm-hmm. as is uh, the the Yakuza boss in a little bit in that like it is humor of like look at this man doing like a feat gay theater but also mm-hmm. like I have a great appreciation of camp and it's hard to like figure out where to draw the line for that kind of stuff. And it is legitimately funny. The like juxtaposition of the like expectation that a sow has of just getting like full service sex from a stewardess (laughs) and then having this, the pilot come out and do this like goofy dance where he's like, just got the barest of covering for his junk that he's like, uh, I can't. It's the translation was saying like he's singing songs like man pole man pole. No, oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, and like it, it was just real goofy. On top of the like scene before that, when uh, when he first shows up to go on the Cessna tour, the pilot is about to hang himself, and then he drinks like an entire giant magnum bottle of sake. It's <laughs> 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 just like you know this is going to go bad. Uh, and then like it, the way it just goes in a completely different direction once they're up in the air. Yeah. Um, I, I, oh, I forgot to, I completely skipped over this, but, um, the, the scene where he, uh, um, I guess after, um, Terajima comes back and, uh, gives him drugs, he goes off to sell the drugs. Um, and that's how he gets on the Cessna. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the scene where he sells the drugs, and this would be to um to uh, Kitana's uh, be, uh or Takeshi's castle partner, uh, who plays Doctor Chin, um who uh, is the uh, drug inspector, <laughs> yeah. and this is this is a joke like straight out of like Airplane, where he like tastes a little bit and then gets a little more and then starts dumping the entire bag of drugs into his face, and <laughs> <laughs> the other guy goes, oh, he's going bananas. This is the real deal. Like, he's just very, <laughs> very nonchalant yeah. about it. Uh, that's also the reoccurrence of the car when uh, Tsutsumu Terajima yes. first shows up and dies the second time to give him the drugs. Uh, it's it's the like, it looks like a Mazda Miata or something um, yeah. that's just been stripped to, to its frame. Uh, but then when he shows up with it at the, uh, to, to, sell the drugs he's covered in in cardboard to where it looks like a fancy sports car but it's still just made out of cardboard Uh, and the wheels are still doing the wobbling thing but like when he gets out of the car and folds up the cardboard like it's a gull wing door i just lost my shit (laughs) (laughs) so uh so after he kills uh joshi shido he becomes joshi shido basically for a good chunk of the film um, so, uh, during this whole Yakuza, uh, uh, series of events, uh, is there anything that y'all wanted to highlight? Oh, actually before I, before I hand that off to you, um, there is a joke that I didn't quite get, um, because this is a like, oh, you kind of need to know how to read Japanese in order to, uh, to understand this joke. Um, when they go into the Yakuza parlor, uh, it g- goes by several portraits um, I did not know what this meant, so I asked our friend uh, Stephen Paul, the translator for One Piece, uh, to help me out with this. Um, so the camera pans uh, over two portraits of these um, these uh, dojo or, or parlor heads, um, and then it uh, goes to a um, an ukiyo portrait, specifically um, the uh, uh, gosh, it's it's a, a famous one. It's a uh, a kabuki actor playing uh yako edo something oh god mm. it, it's it's a pretty famous uh, ukiyo painting and then the fourth painting is um an emperor and uh steven explained to me that this joke uh would he's like i imagine it would be like a list of school headmasters that goes from a man in a suit to the next one being in a powder wig and then like a roman bust <laughs> so so just a, a kind of a fun yeah, visual guy. Kind of what I assumed was going on there, but I couldn't tell for sure. 
yeah, I didn't quite get it. And I was like, I need clarification on this. So, um, yeah, uh, Yakuza arc. Uh, um, yeah, just another kind of quick Joshishido thing that's relevant within the Yakuza arc is that he kind of like proves his prowess by doing sharpshooting. <laughs> and that was like a Joe, like he was known as quick draw Joe because he knew how to do like gun tricks and stuff. And so a lot of his kind of early movies is uh, has a lot of him kind of flipping his gun around before he shoots, uh, you know, or, or shooting a coin out of the air or something like that. Um, so they, they, they hammer that in <laughs> with the, uh, with the, the, the shooting the coin <laughs> gag. Yeah. Um, after he, uh, after they have the, uh, the, um, underboss has one of his own men shoot the coin. He's like, look at that. Now you do a trick. And then he just shoots the other guy in the head and he's like, <laughs> oh wow, a new trick. Like, <laughs> such a good. Yeah. So good. And they kind of repeat that very, later too. A very good take on that. Um, I, uh, I laughed a lot during the slapping match, uh, mm-hmm. during that, where they're trying to torture the guy and, uh, the boss and, um, I <laughs> saw just end up just slapping each other. And the guy's like, I'll talk, I'll talk. And then the boss goes, this doesn't concern you anymore. Yeah. The it's pacing funny. where they like stop like angry slapping each other and they start like, will slap the other one and then like turn around and wait their turn uh, yeah. was very funny. I also like how they got there from the, the gang captured uh, a rival uh, Yakuza and the boss was like, show him hospitality or, or something. And <laughs> then they find him. He's got like a VIP room with women and bottles of champagne and stuff. And he's like, no, 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 that's not what I meant. <laughs> Um, but then we proceed to just them like whipping each other with cats of nine tails. And it's just <laughs> very good slapstick. The part that kind of like unexpectedly got me, I, I kind of like ended up laughing really loud and was like, oh, wow, that I wasn't expecting to be so tickled by this is when um, the two guys, the two bosses are fighting and then there's the kind of big boss uh, over them. And he keeps <laughs> trying to. Uh, they they tell him to go away and he keeps coming back as different in different costumes and stuff just for whatever reason the time that he shows up as like a schoolboy and he's talking with a sort of like giddy schoolboy voice <laughs> I lost it at that that was so good oh, when he's like everybody listen to the class president like yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wrote yeah. that down too yeah that's super good um, <laughs> the the bits where uh, where they're doing the shadow puppets um, there's one guy who comes out dressed as the, uh, I think the, the, um, the actor that Yasuye from one piece is based off of. It's um, like oh. a Kabuki archetype, right? Yeah. Like, I guess the, uh, what do you, what do you call bandit. it? Like a, a bandit. Yeah. Um, my personal favorite series of jokes during the Yakuza bits. Um, and I wrote this down as these are Looney Tunes jokes. Um, him getting the hit and trying to assassinate the guy in the barbershop. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the barber walking one. off screen, he just walks back in. Yeah, I love that. But I, I particularly love the guy who um, he's about to <laughs> jump off the bridge and <laughs> so gives him the, the bomb inside the present <laughs> and says, oh, hey, I need you to go over and give this to the guy in the barbershop. And he says, oh, oh, you must like him, huh? He's like, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a cake. And he's like, OK, I'll give him this cake. And instead of going to the barbershop, he brings it home. His wife says, oh, so you got a job. And he's like, yeah, I got a job. And look, I have cake. And then they do this funky cake dance and it explodes and they have gunpowder on their faces. And it's like if well. the chocolate bar had suddenly exploded in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It was so good. <laughs> I that might be my favorite joke in the whole movie, honestly. Like I I I I dug that so hard. Um so the next two uh the remaining two uh quote unquote gag arcs um in this film are the Invisible Man arc and the Flyman arc, which I think is a uh a uh sort of reference to a Tokusatsu film um directed by Mitsuo Muriyama called Invisible Man versus Human Fly from uh, oh. 1957. Yeah. Interesting. 
yeah. Uh, I don't know really anything else about it other than this is a, it's like a, yeah, like a pulp tokusatsu movie that, that exists. Um, yeah, no, I don't know anything about that. I just, I was catching, you know, Ghostbusters and the fly, you know, references. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Um, and then, you know, Kobayashi, the actor, um, I was just delighted Mm -hmm. to see him during that. So that was probably just my favorite thing about it was just like the the casting and the the goofy places it goes. You know, <laughs> I wasn't expecting at the beginning of this movie to see mad science, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I do love that Terry Ajima, uh shows up to sing some Enka before dying again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the Mothra twins, of course, making an appearance or or mm-hmm. a, uh, w- w- I believe I thought of Joey when that be. happened. <laughs> yeah, I was, twins, that yeah. was made me happy too. Um, the uh, <laughs> the way that uh, the scientists um, use anesthesia, I thought was very funny. <laughs> uh, where they just continue to uh, they try to knock knock them out using gas, then a mallet, and then reciting uh, Hamlet. And then at one point, uh, they just fast track it to instead of reciting the to be or not to be sequence, he just says Hamlet. And as soon as he says that, uh, they, <laughs> yeah, it gets conked right out. And later they um, do it again to some poor maid in the hotel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I feel like that entire, uh, that entire, this, this last segment is basically Kitano just reaching deep into his manzai roots because all of the scientist stuff uh, definitely reads as, as a manzai act. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't find who plays his uh, assistant, but his assistant looks an awful lot like uh, the weird guy in um, Shark Skin Man and Peach Hip Girl, uh, hmm. played by this this uh, this guy Boba. Um, but I couldn't. Uh, I tried looking it up online, and I couldn't. I it, it there didn't seem to be a match. So hmm. not sure who played that guy. Um, I also noticed uh, a My Pet Monster. Yes. Uh, in the, in the background uh, in the uh, Earth Defense. Uh, forces um headquarters yeah i saw that too and i had somewhat recently seen that in gosh what was it maybe Jetman in some super sentai show um and so i guess that was a thing in japan i didn't i didn't know that <laughs> yeah, i didn't realize it made it over there yeah yeah i thought that was kind of kind of weird um yeah the uh Hibino Astrovision thing I also didn't quite get, um, but it was a. It seemed like a fun product placement joke either way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really want to believe that that was real and that yeah. she's just lampooning it straight up. Um, I also liked that there was a giant turd because that mm-hmm. kind of thing is hilarious to me. Um, yeah, very good callback to the poop humor. Uh, all the people walking in with all of their poop to donate to the cause <laughs> was very funny. There's one lady that's got like an overflowing like training toilet for children. <laughs> it was just like super gross, but but like very funny. I missed that. Yeah, I thought that was a real like as far as scatological humor goes. I thought that was very clever to call up everybody in Japan and have them donate their crap. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Um, do y'all have any other any other jokes from the film that, uh, that, you, that you like? My, my favorite parts from the science thing that I wanted to point out was when he's when they're first bringing him back to the place and they're interviewing him and he's like, why do you want to become invisible? And he's like to peep. And uh, Takeshi Kitano is like, ah, a man after my own heart or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And then just the the Earth Defense Force, like everybody gets into their like everybody in Tokyo gets into their uniforms and we see them like playing a pickup game of baseball just in these <laughs> shiny silver jumpsuits. Yeah, those jumpsuits are great. I like their helmets, too. Uh, very funny. Um, one last thing that I, I wrote down that I completely forgot about. Because this type of thing always gets me is when stuff is labeled very, uh, very obviously, uh, the animal sex filming room. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was really worried was, there for a second. Me too. Me too. Uh, luckily, it was just two, literally just two stuffed animals having like just on each other like they were having sex. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it could have gone worse. Also, uh, 
Takeshi's uh, face when he's about to go in there. He like points at the sign. He's like, ew. But then they go in anyway and are like, oh, he's <laughs> very like more weirded out by what he actually finds. Yeah, I I, I want to see more Takeshi Kitano comedy films because this was I, I really enjoyed the crap out of this one. Um, yeah, me too. I, I might have found my favorite uh, Kitano film personally, mm-hmm. but it, this is just exactly the kind of movie that I want. <laughs> oh, move you over know? Kikujiro. <laughs> I, I like Kikujiro. Yeah, no, I like Kikujiro. Um, that was probably my favorite of his films. And it's, you know, has more emotional resonance, but yeah, um, but this different. is totally uh, probably my favorite of what I've seen of his. Yeah, I've seen like clips of him where he's doing like revival stuff of his two beats X. Uh, I'm afraid I can't remember his partner off the top of my head right now. Yeah. Um, uh, Beat Kyoji, I think his name is. Yeah. I could look that up. Uh, but uh, I've seen some of that. And like in he, most of his Yakuza movies do have like moments of very dark, dry humor that I appreciate. But it, yeah, it was incredible getting to watch him go all out. Mm-hmm. Oh, beat Kiyoshi. There you go. Yeah, that's that's in case uh, either Kitano-san or uh, Kanaka-san are both um, <laughs> both listening to this, which they're not. Um, <laughs> so, uh, shall we dance? <laughs> <laughs> as far as the premise goes, I don't know if like. I don't know if you could make these kinds of movies anymore. These Kentucky Fried movies. Like I'm it, impressed that he managed to make it in 1995. Like I, I associate this kind of movie in the U.S. with like the 70s and 80s. Like if you're yeah. still making this kind of juvenile, like you can't make Porky's in like 1995. <laughs> yeah, and even like I, I'm trying to think of like movies that are kind of compilations of skits and stuff. I I can think of like brain candy or something that it's like, and that's even nineties, you know, I'm trying to think, I'm sure there's kind of uh newer comedy groups that have done movies that are sort of like this. There's, I guess there's all those like, uh, this is dated too, but like all those scary movies and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are the, the shambling zombie corpse of the Zaz movies. Yes. Um, yeah. Cause they, they've got some of the same people in same lineage, even though those are awful. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I, I think that the going back to Kentucky fried movie and spy hard and, uh, uh, police squad and things like that is the closest, like if you could go back in time and make this in the U S before it got made in Japan, I feel like you could do it. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think that I don't think a movie like this would like really, work the same way uh either here or japan today yeah yeah uh actually speaking on that like the there was a movie um so so uh i think the last one of these types of movies that i saw i think like this is the even before scary movie jane austen's mafia which i think was by the airplane Hmm. guys um and it was literally just a take like just a airplane style um movie that borrowed stuff from the godfather and goodfellas and stuff yeah i haven't even heard of that i really loved it when it came out um i'm not sure how well it holds up just because (laughs) it's you know um but yeah it's got lloyd bridges and uh, christina applegate so very weird uh, yeah very weird uh so um the takashi shimura award uh kind of kind of kind of tough but um i'd like to hear what y'all think Um, yeah, everyone's performances are so understated, um, that the one actor who like really stands out as somebody who was kind of like putting a lot (laughs) down, you know, uh, putting a lot out is the Yakuza boss guy. He was really, and, you know, um, like V mentioned, there is some, you know, kind of problematic, um, elements to some of the scenes, but even those kind of taking those out when he's just uh, suited up as a, you know, mafia boss guy. Um, he, he was a little bit more over the top and kind of energetic than a lot of folks, um, which doesn't necessarily mean it's best, but it did sort of make his performance 
<laughs> stand out a bit more. He um he gave me a real um pen from Penn and Teller vibe. <laughs> yeah, he looks yeah. a lot like him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's um, a ponytail. He is he was my standout too. Um and like he, I even like the like weird transvestite dance scene that he is in because he like is it it's so weird and out of place, but he looks like he's having a real good time and yeah. just embracing the moment. Um and then the like slap fight. Uh but yeah, he's he I as I was watching the movie, I kept finding more and more characters I thought would be this. Like I love the the car dealership guy. I like the the blue convertible was a front runner for a little while. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the 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 Yakuza boss just really like just stole the scene every time he was on camera. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is somebody who like, uh, even though we were, even though I said we, they couldn't really make this movie today in an American context. Uh, he did remind me a lot of a seventies actor who could have easily been in an American version of this because he is like full on Dom DeLuise <laughs> energy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There we go. Oh man. Well, I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad the two of you, uh, nominated him because, uh, I didn't, uh, which mm. means that he'll probably get the, uh, get this award. Uh, <laughs> my, uh, my, my, my pick was, uh, Susumu Tarajiba. Yeah. Mm. Um, because that running gag was just so funny. Um, also I know who it is. Like, it's very easy when you know who the actor is and, uh, you're so used to this actor being in serious Yakuza movies. And mm -hmm. then when you see, uh, it's almost as if he escaped from another one of Kitano's films every single <laughs> well, time. You know what he reminded me of was the gangster in Tom Popo, like his big death scene, <laughs> um, yes. with the white suit and everything. Like it just kind of gave me similar vibes or it's just kind of <laughs> big bloody yuck as a guy is funny in a sketch uh, comedy movie, I guess. But, um, yeah, that made me think of that. Yeah. yeah he, his role is so small and so he doesn't have a lot to work with, but I do love Susumu Terajima and everything he is in. And I love that. It feels like he is like fighting the urge to just smile and crack up in every one of those scenes. Like he is just on the verge of completely breaking. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not actually a comedic actor so much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's great. I um, I'd be interested to know what the budget for this movie was just cause like there's a lot of cars being wrecked and, uh, and there's explosions and costumes like, I mean, I'm not really sure what the, the standard budget for a tokusatsu show is. Um, but the last like 15 minutes of the movie is basically just tokusatsu time. The special mm -hmm. effects at the very end were pretty rough. Yeah. It seemed like a bunch of like VHS composite type stuff. Uh, so that I don't, I don't think much, if any money really went into that, but the rest of the movie does look really expensive. Like the quality mm -hmm. of the, of the shots, the, it like Kitano, even though he is making a comedy movie has got like a real great eye for like setting the scene. Um, and just like makes the movie look really good and lush, even though it's not a movie where that really matters as much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And even that that cheap effect still like is funny to look at. Like um, I brought up kids in the hall already. Um, it made me think mm -hmm. of the flying pig uh, that entertains people <laughs> in lines. Like it's just that same kind of thing of just kind of swirling a <laughs> camera around an actor and in front of a green screen. Uh, it was so funny. Uh, there's one thing I do want to mention is that there is a, uh, an alternate ending or an extra ending or something after the credits, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. where, uh, we, we have our defense leader saying, Oh, grasshopper man is attacking Tokyo tower. And it's a sow, except he's a grasshopper instead of a fly now. And he eventually jumps and gets impaled by Tokyo tower. And then that's the end of the movie. <laughs> um, apparently the, uh, uh, at the beginning of that alternate ending where he jumps in front of the moon, that's supposed to be parroting E.T., according to <laughs> Wikipedia. Mm. 
I like so. I like the idea. The promise of that like bonus scene is that he is still alive out there, getting into more hijinks and in his misguided quest for car sex. Yeah, uh, and he never gets it. No, he never gets anywhere close to sex. It's <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I think that about wraps up uh, getting any. Um, what do we have on deck for the next episode? Uh, so next episode, we're doing a, another pretty contemporary movie. Uh, came out a year or two ago. One Cut of the Dead. The uh, oh, nice. The uh, horror comedy. I did, I've, people keep telling me to watch this, but not look at anything about it. And I've been mm-hmm. holding off. So I don't actually know that much aside from everybody says it's incredibly good. So looking forward to it yeah yeah uh i've seen it once and i'm looking forward to seeing it again um and i enjoyed uh the director's new uh new film special actors that played uh japan cuts so um, yeah me too yeah that's a good um, that was, that, that was a lot work. of fun all right well uh plug time uh v work people find you on the internet uh, people can find me on Twitter at FriskaChat, V-R-I-S-K-A-C-H-A-T. Uh, they can also find me, I'm going to try to have a horror Twitter, uh, which I've not done anything yet, uh, at Lurks in Shadow uh, on Twitter. Fun. Uh, as for me, you can find me on Twitter at Dude Exclamation, all one word. Uh, at Weeb Simpsons, which is my shitpost account. Uh, listen to me on the One Piece podcast. Um, listen to me on Toho Yaro. Check out Super Art Fight at twitch.tv slash Super Art Fight every Saturday. And um, Mondays on the Washington Improv Theater Facebook Live uh, channel, and then I guess on eventually on YouTube. Um, please check out some improv projects that I am involved in, uh, one of which is called And Scene. It's uh, half improvisers uh, and half actors. Um, one side knows, uh, is it recites parts of a play, and the other side has no idea what this play is, but wings it anyway. <laughs> and uh, I am also involved in another improv project called Sequels from the Vault. Watch folks improvise um, an entire movie, uh, not really the length of a movie but watch them improvise the sequel of a movie they have never seen or yeah the sequel of a movie they have never seen before um we did our first show last night as of this recording where uh we did a we improvised a sequel to hoosiers movie that Mm. none of us had seen so um i believe we're going to be doing a godzilla episode so uh, look out for that um joey where can people find you and us hoosiers set in my hometown Hmm. um uh, yeah, so I am at Joey Weiser on Twitter and Joey Weiser Comics on Instagram. Uh, you can check out my artwork uh, on Instagram and Twitter is kind of a mixture of artwork and talking about movies and uh, TV and stuff and whatever. Um, check out my graphic novels, uh, the Merman graphic novel series, as well as Ghost Hog. And coming next year will be Dragon Racer. So uh, get excited for that. And um as for the podcast, uh, you can um, follow us on Twitter at Toho Yaro, where we tweet about Japanese movie news or any cool like just Japanese movie stills or anything that kind of come across our feed. Um, that's a good uh, spot to find it. You can like us on Facebook and message us there if you're not on Twitter or email us uh, tohoyaro at gmail.com to get in touch. Uh, suggest um, movies you'd like us to cover or guests you'd like us to have on. Um and uh, just let us know what you think of the show uh, on any of those uh, platforms. And please subscribe, rate, and review. And check us out next episode for One Cut of the Dead. Se
I'm not. 